stuck in my ways. I'm stuck in the house for most of the day. I'm chasing my dreams and running away. All right, welcome to another episode of Hey Mark, the podcast where I, Mark, get to have open and authentic conversations with a bunch of different people about their perspectives that they've gained because of different struggles that they've gone through. And just kind of talking about the fact that no matter what you do go through, you are not alone, no matter what. And I already do a pretty good introduction during this conversation right at the beginning of this video, so I'm not going to talk too, too much right now. But what I will ask is if you guys think that this conversation is useful, because I really think it is, we go really in deep with uh, some pretty intense topics, which I'm really thankful for. But if you find this kind of stuff useful, all I ask is that you just refer this kind of content to a friend that maybe has been through some struggles, is going through some struggles, or just wants to carve their life into a better direction. And I think that this conversation is going to be really helpful and bring a lot of perspective to a lot of different people in terms of you know what people go through and the way it's helped shape the people that they are today in a better way so i hope you guys enjoy this conversation just as much as i did bang we are recording what is going on so today i'm sitting here i'm chilling out with jansen and we're gonna have a little conversation uh before i jump into it you know, welcome to this show. Welcome to the Mark D. Henny podcast. If you're listening to this on the podcast version, welcome to the YouTube channel if you're watching the video. But uh, if you haven't heard this kind of stuff before, then what you can expect to hear is just open and raw, authentic conversations about different struggles or adversities or different goals we may have. And if you have heard this kind of stuff before, then thank you so much for following along on this journey and just supporting the notion that no matter what someone is going through, they're not alone. And that's kind of the point of doing all this. If you enjoy this kind of stuff, then feel free to follow along on this journey. You can subscribe on YouTube or you can follow the podcast, whatever you prefer. But before I talk too, too much in this introduction, Jansen, why don't you kind of introduce yourself, tell people like how we met, tell people where they can find you on social media and what you've been up to recently. Yeah, of course. So um, thanks, Mark. Um, me and Mark have not known each other for long, but we used to be um, former, like, I guess, colleagues working under Steve Nash, of course. We were both management, we were both under management at one point. Um, met through there, um, bonded through there as well. So um, in terms of social media, though, you can find, feel free to find me on, my first name is J-A-N-S-S-E-N um, dot F. Um, is my main account so feel free to reach out to me if you have any other questions or feedback from our podcast that I'm doing with Mark today so yeah um, anything else I mean the reason why I guess um, we're chatting with Mark today reached out to him recently in regards to mental health mental health is um, I would I would say I'm a shy advocate um, towards the topic but con being confident to reach out to Mark and sharing my experiences and what I know, um, I would love to, for all of you guys to really see or have some insight from what we're going to be speaking of today. So, yeah. Beautiful, man. Yeah. I'm excited for this as well, because, you know, this is something that it kind of struck me. Like I was like, 
wow, it's powerful that you reached out to me. I never, it's classic because I talk about this kind of thing all the time, but you yeah. know, it's one of those things where it's like, I never knew that you'd suffered with anything like this. And you said like, it's been about like seven years now that you've been yeah. struggling with it. Is this like the first time that you ever like reached out to like one of your friends or like kind of just like opened up like this? Well, I mean, to be honest, um, I've shared it with people. Um, of course, in the in the first few years, it was not easy. Um, especially family it was probably the the most difficult one. Um, of course, I did eventually share it uh, to my friends. Um, so, I mean, I'll be honest. At this point in my life, um, I've I wouldn't say have adapted to it, so to speak, but I'm not necessarily shy or I'm, I fear of sharing what I've, I've gone through um, with what I've gone through in the past seven-ish years. Um, so, I mean, it's not something I, I've always identified it as something that doesn't, that it shouldn't be something that defeats me. Um, that it's just a moment in my life that I'm going through or have gone through. And I mean, to be, to be fair, the mental uh, the mental health illness that I'm go I've gone through and going through is not forever, right? It's not something I identify myself as. Um, so I think that's really important at most, if you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. Sorry, I'm just reaching down to grab the pen I just dropped. But no, honestly, <laughs> no I think that's like one of the most important things to realize, like with anything in life is like everything is temporary. No matter mm -hmm. like if you're talking about like struggles or friendships, relationships, like jobs, positions that mm -hmm. you're in in life, whatever it is, like everything is temporary. Like what kind of shifted from when you were, because you, you talk about like how you were like kind of a shy advocate and now you're actually like wanting to speak publicly about this and kind of, you know, help give some insight to someone else who might be struggling silently. Like what kind mm -hmm. of shifted in your mindset there? Well, okay, I'll, I guess we're going to talk about history now, hey? So, yeah, we'll jump right um, into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries, no. Um, I mean, this is something, being 22 now, um, this was something I kind of was going through an experience in my life um, when I was about, I would say, 13, 14. Um, yeah, as early as 13, if I can remember. Um, of course, in the beginning, I was in denial. I thought it was just pure emotion. Um, but of course, there was a sense of consistency of my emotions that kind of, of course, negligence, right? Being young, being 13, like, oh, yeah, it's just maybe it's hormonal. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, it's just like I'm just going through a phase, like just going through all this like hard shit. So um, obviously, I didn't really think much of it. But of course, when things kind of become more serious, I guess, like in terms of, I guess, if being very open now, like, um, become a big those moments of being suicidal um that it's just like oh shit okay so something's going on i think what made it more alarming in terms of how i became more aware was my family's responses and reactions towards my i guess emotions um and i'll be honest as being a human being and we all have most we've had we have parents um it's not easy for their child um to see and go through those things right so 
I think it was uh, more alarming for me to understand. I'm like, okay, I need to understand what I'm going through, um, why I react um, to certain things. Um, so, yeah, like going through those steps in my early years was um, was not easy. Of course, it was very hard, um, mostly just from denial, as as normal as it is. I think one of the biggest things for a lot of people that are going through um, some mental health illness i guess you could say um is a denial it's just it's you don't want to believe that this is something that's happening to you right so obviously for me it was not easy um as a as a guy as well right like guys have this have a sense of ego have a sense of pride and it's just like yeah we're like at moments i was with, i was that kid that was like oh yeah i'm tough shit like uh, you know so yeah. You don't you don't want to show we don't want to showcase that soft side so um at most it was like one of those things it's not it's not a strong trait it was more of a weakness that i i was not confident in sharing so i was obviously shy right and i would say being more um confident that i'm i wouldn't say that i'm more of a shy advocate from what we're talking about um I guess it's just confidence. It's just like taking ownership, I think, is understanding that. It's the more I was going through denial, um, the more I was um I was rejecting what I was going through. So and that that means a lot to people because identification and understanding who you are is really key. And that's that's my point of view. It's just like really understanding who you are, how you feel, why you do certain things, why you choose certain things. And your perception to life is really key and really homing into that um, is super important because if you're not, if you're denying something like weakness, um, you're not going to get stronger, right? And we all know that, right? Like to be successful, the, the, the more cliches is failures is key really to be successful, right? So to get to where we want to be, you've gone through failures or go through hardships too. Yeah, where we want to be so having to own that is is a very hard obstacle but it's a very important one Would yeah you, right don't you yeah like we all agree on that yeah a hundred percent man mm-hmm. and i find like it, it's funny how you know you talk about like being a man being a guy like it is kind of tough because i know with a lot of people that i have spoken with even when you do reach out to certain people they still tell you certain things like Mm-hmm. I, like even sometimes they're trying to help you but they tell you things like you know you gotta man up or suck it up mm-hmm. or those types of things and it is viewed as a weakness but to be 100 percent honest like to reach out the way you did like i usually reach out to other people in terms of like wanting, oh. wanting to chat with them mm-hmm. and i have had a couple people reach out to me but just that kind of the way that you did it was like it stood out to me and I was like okay yeah we got to set this up ASAP just because <laughs> the way that you spoke with me I was like that was really brave man like that's not weakness that is a strength like that is a strength and it's it shows like bravery and courage to actually be like look like I'm in the darkness right now where I was in the darkness and I'm fighting tooth and nail to get out of it yeah. and I think that it is powerful I got like you notice like or I noticed that you said you mentioned ownership of like what you're doing and I I know like when I was suffering a lot through my teenage years I, I was like having a massive lack of ownership like I would kind of mm-hmm. 
I always had this mentality of, you know, why is this happening to me? Like, why, like, if there's a God or whatever it is, like, why, why would he give this to me? Why would he have done this to me? Or why is the universe serving this up for me? Like, it, it just seems like it seemed so unfair. Mm-hmm. And I think like a huge shift for me was, I'm kind of just noting this noticing this retrospectively, because you said it was taking ownership of like, look, like you are dealing with this. So what are you going to do about it? Like at this yeah. point, what are you going to do about it? And exactly. like, I know you said as well, like it was tough to see your family's reactions. And that was like a wake up call. And I don't think I've ever shared this story publicly at all. But I remember the first time that I decided, okay, look, like you need some medical intervention. Like you need to see a prof- like a professional for something like this. And I ended up trying to go to a doctor for it. I remember like being diagnosed with, you know, depression and anxiety. And I remember just kind of thinking afterwards, like once I was given that diagnosis and label, I was like, this is it. Like, this is who I am now. And I Mm -hmm. called my mom as I was like kind of driving home and I was like sobbing man. And I could hear the pain in her voice from hearing how much I was hurting. And Mm-hmm. I like I felt ashamed I felt like I let her down like I kind of felt like I was like man like this is like what her only son is like so now like it kind of made me feel guilty and I know like a lot of other people feel that way as well I had someone you know I was having a conversation with someone like earlier this week who reached out to me as well and they were saying that they just felt guilty for how they felt and it's crazy because like these are human emotions. Like these are human, like part of the human condition. Like, and it's not like it just started happening with our generation. It's been happening for years and years. Like mm-hmm. this is how we've evolved. These, this is obviously something that humans go through. So like it, the notion that we feel guilty for, and I have as well, is like, it, it, it seems obscure to me. Like, I don't know if you've ever felt that way or, or what you could think about that. Like, yeah, no, obviously. Right. Like we've, it's the it's like it's going back to um it's going back in the idea of being in denial right feeling guilty it's just like most especially when you're you don't have that sense of confidence especially when you're not willing to share um especially when it comes in the early stages of what you're going through it's it's some you don't want to you don't it's a there's a fine line that i the way i see it where you don't want to disappoint the people that are in your life and as more importantly, you don't want to be that individual that um, shows like going back to weakness. It's just um, having to feel like you're that weak, um, you're that weak strand of hair that needs to be pulled out, kind of thing. So um, that sense of guilt really definitely does. I can definitely take that to heart because if it's like, especially for me, like I, I can relate to you, like. Uh, I have one other sister. She's a year younger, and feeling like the man of the house, or like being um, the guy that has had this sense of personality that it's it's you feel guilty because you're like oh like shit like I don't I shouldn't be feeling this way. I feel guilty because I am feeling this way. <laughs> it's essentially what it is. So um, really homing it like going back to like how guilty I felt that being being family oriented like myself 
um, that you don't want to be, there's a, the level of my perception of being dis, of disappointment, which essentially is not true, right? Um, I feel like have what you go through emotionally. And this is something I tell a lot of people. And what I really take to heart is emotions are valid, right? You, when people have this idea of, um, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, oh, like, you know, like if, for example, like my friend, if I have a friend that's like, oh, it's not a big deal. I don't really want to talk about it. Or like, oh, like it may, oh, it's, 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 it sounds too like too bad or no, it doesn't sound like a big deal kind of thing. Um, I always tell them like, there's a reason why you feel this way, right? There's a reason why I feel this way and it's all valid, right? Uh, We have our own perception and people obviously just being caught by confidently saying that people will just never really understand what you're going through. Um, But that's okay, really. It's just like, you can't, you can't expect anyone to really understand what you're going through, right? Like, obviously, like for you sharing that you experience your um, moments of depression and for me as well, like it's a very different perceptions, right? Like we see it at different levels. Um, but that's also one thing that I have to, that I feel like society also needs to understand is that um, there's no level of depression. So what I mean by that, um, like I can never forget this. It was like the first time, if way before um, I started seeing therapists and counselors, um, was I went to see my family doctor first. Like my mom sent me to a family doctor and he he confidently, like he was not a psychologist or like he had no back, real background, right? Like he was a pediatrician. Like he was like, you have moderate uh, suicidal depression. And I'm like, what the fuck does moderate mean, right? Like what the hell How is, is that, that moderate? Mean? Yeah, how is that moderate? Yeah, like it, it's like, why, is, why does there need to be a level to like that, that, that for me as a kid like being at the, I think I was like 15 at that time I was just like I didn't know that there was I mean it didn't make sense to have a level like right? level it's one just, you're in level one version <laughs> like what does yeah, that even mean like yeah it, it doesn't I like that's what I mean like with edu- like with society especially like perhaps there might be people that are not going through what, uh, what we all go through but that's okay like I said it's we all perceive our own emotions and our own mental health our way and I think for us even for me especially I take going back to ownership you really just got to own that like don't like don't get me wrong I've gone through like really bad moments of my mental health and and I'm just after I kind of like settle down like and all of that I, I just like I'm like okay shit like that was some hard shit, but that that's what I went through. Like, you know, like I don't have to ident- identify any less than what it needs to be. I don't need to make that judgment call. Like, oh yeah, like I had a really rough time and then I have to be, I have to like act tough around it, right? Like, so it's it's definitely going back to like, you just can't feel guilty with what you feel just going back to answering your question is this really you can't be guilty of what who you are and you can't feel guilty for your emotions right like 
going back to what you were saying about like oh like why questioning is like if there is a god or like why is the universe putting this on to like me or like why why do i have to go to i think that's also just from my eyes is just a level of comparison right we i feel like we all have a place in the world um or i how i really think of it i feel like i have a life that i have to live by and i don't have to meet any certain expectations in the world um but i come going back to comparing it's we compare ourselves to external factors such as other people people in our lives like oh like oh like my mom is like happy like she's at her point in her life that she's happy or my friends like my friends are just like high like high testosterone egotistical uh, human beings and then they're like yo do they even have emotions um that's this is like it's it's i guess you could say a level of envy as well it's just you you envied for to those that you don't feel like you have but in reality of it is that you do we all do have that level of potential and identification of who we really are and who we want to be so coming from guilt it's just um it's a very toxic mindset being honest right it's so toxic it's like you don't guilt leads guilt is a correlation to denial and rejection so it's it's so toxic when you're like living by that so i think it does take time though right like that's that's something i realized more like in the past few years like that's definitely something i've understood better which is very important right yeah so, yeah i think um mm -hmm. well there's a couple things i'd say to that like definitely looking at you know, external things like other people, family members, mm -hmm. friends, other things like that. There's a, a pretty famous quote, I believe it's Teddy Roosevelt who said it. And I've said it a lot before, but he said, comparison is a thief of joy. And like, yeah. that's like the number one way to lose happiness or joy is to look at what other people have. Instead of just looking at the grass that you have, like they say, like the grass is greener on the other side, or the grass mm -hmm. is just greener where you water it, man. So like, I don't know mm -hmm. if those two sayings are related at all, but that's always something that I always think about when I find myself comparing myself to others or just comparing things in general is like comparison is the thief of joy. Like you're always mm -hmm. kind of, you know, you have a baseline level of how you feel about what you have. And then once you look at what someone else has, it's like, damn, well, I could have this or I could have that. But you don't ever actually compare like what you do have as opposed to what they don't like there's a lot of things that we are blessed to have that we don't ever think about or take account for we're just mm. looking at like what we want to have as opposed to what we already have and then another thing i was going to say i'm trying to remember now i kind of got lost in my head there but um yeah i just feel like comparing to other people is like a little bit it's so easy to do and like it's kind of pre-programmed into our head it's like almost like a survival instinct of like when we used yeah. to be cavemen type thing like you would yeah. compare yourself to other people to make sure that you have the goods to survive the the type of things mm. that you need to survive so mm. it is kind of something that you again can't feel guilty for because like that is just how our brains are pre-programmed mm. in terms of like evolution and uh yeah that's a tough one man comparing yourself to other people comparing yourself to oh actually now i remember what i was going to say and that kind of leads perfectly into it is comparing yourself to the expectations that you have mm 
And yeah. so a lot of the times, like I find we set a lot of expectations for ourselves, whether it's like the types of things we should have or the types of reactions we should have to situations. I find myself thinking all the time, like, Oh, I reacted really poorly to this situation, but I have this expectation of myself where I would react all stoic and, and like kind of calm and relaxed and just be able to navigate perfectly around every situation. But then when the time comes to it, a lot of the times I fall short of that expectation. And mm-hmm. I feel like as, you know, not just as like young men, but I feel like as humans, we always set, you know, expectations for ourselves that are sometimes unrealistic. And then once we don't meet them, we just feel like bad about ourselves or we feel that guilt that we've kind of been talking about. I feel like those type of expectations are like another form of comparison. Like we're comparing ourselves to what we expect we should be like when really it's Mm -hmm. like, why don't we just take a look at what we are like and build from there? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like expectations are another, you know, to, to not stick to that quote, but I feel like expectations are like another thief of joy that way. Yeah. No, I definitely can talk about that because that's actually funny. I'm great that we were talking about that because I, the idea of expectations um, is the way I'm going to frame it and the way I think of it. Expectations is a toxic, it's a toxic thing. It's, it's so toxic. I said how it's, it's, it's an, it's a very simple equation. It's toxic equals disappointments, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously the negative always, the way we perceive a lot of things is negative always outweighs the good and the positive. So having expectations, like for example, like you, um, getting uh, rejected from a job when it comes to anything in life or girls or whatever, um, expectation plays a key part because into mental health especially um is that we expect to be there like to a level of like for example like enlightenment or being happy like you know i think like for me to share a quote as well like during quarantine i spent so much time on self-care and self-help um just doing my research and then um i'm not so sure if you're familiar with julian blanc but um, Julian said um, in his YouTube uh, video of the manifesto to happiness was the destination is not some, uh, the journey is not to get to a destination. It's actually understanding that you're already there. Of course, I rephrased it. Um, but what diving into that is that we don't have to expect getting somewhere. It's that we're actually there. We just we just perceive in a different way. I guess to really keep it like making it simple, like coming from his YouTube uh, video, like happiness is not um, happiness is not an emotion; it's a state. And for all of us, we have happiness in in us. We just have for for people like me, um, it's it's not always the easiest thing to find in ourselves, even though we own it. Like we have. It's not happiness is something we don't like we can't achieve because we already own it. Right. It doesn't make sense that we oh I have to find happiness. No, happiness is something we have. It's just we can't there'll be times of feeling sad or depressed. It's just it's because we're having difficulties finding it. We there's no it doesn't make sense to um try to obtain something that uh, you already own, right? Like who there's no entitlement 
of owning happiness, right? Uh, sorry, sorry, not owning happiness, obtaining happiness. We all own happiness. So in the expectation side, it's just people have this idea of like, oh, I expect to be successful. I expect to be rich. I expect to be smart. I expect to uh, get A or B. Like it's, it's the reality of it is that um, to get there is very toxic. It's, it's so toxic, that journey. And that it leads to disappointments. And obviously disappointments and um, you cannot avoid sometimes, right? So, and this is the way of life, but expecting something just leads to a toxic idea that you already don't have it. And in, to, in terms of mental health, expecting to be happy is some is just I, it's self-identification you're self-identifying that you don't own happiness right makes sense right like yeah uh, it, it's just like you it's it's such a very it's a very crucial thing to really grasp is uh expecting that level it's like love like ex I, I expect love it's like no, no you we own love, right? We own love in our own in way. You. Yeah, it's in you. Yeah, in your heart, right? Already. So, it's it, the like I said, just there's no journey to get to a destination. It's already understanding that you're already there. Um, so, like that's why talk to you sharing about expectations is a big thing, especially for me. Like, um, for me, my going, I guess, just if you don't mind sidetracking a bit, but. Um, ex um, when it comes to my mental health and my depression, um, love was always a huge one for me. Um, it, I take it to heart a lot, actually, that um, having rejection, well, not in the same rejection per se, but um, heartbreaks and all this and that is just like when people feel heartbroken, going through heartbreaks, it's just like, you ex you had this level of expectation that you should always feel loved and when it gets taken away from you then you don't own it anymore but the way i've seen it especially more recently um is that um going through a heart like for example i'm gonna just be open to sharing like i went through a breakup this year um not the easiest breakup of the lifetime <laughs> but um I actually understood right off the bat within the few seconds of the breakup that um, the that I didn't need to expect that I lost love. It's that I already understood that I just lo I lost the person that was attached to love. I didn't lose love, right? So I think that was very crucial for me then just going back to that, that it relates that you cannot expect that you lost something that you always have right yeah so mm -hmm. yeah it's huge and and there's always things like like yeah i think that relates back to like kind of looking at the things like looking at the things you have looking at the things that you want or the things that you've lost like it's evident that you already talked about many other sources of love like you've talked about your mm -hmm. friends your mother your sister and you could mm -hmm. you could summarize that all as just say like your friends and family and that kind of like if you were to put like a numerical value friends and family are two things 
But if you were to break down individually how many people love you, like you'd see a long list, it sounds like from mm -hmm. what you're saying to me. And so like mm -hmm. to just subtract one person that gave you that feeling of love and to be like, hey, I lost love, that's it. It's like, dude, you're not looking at the bigger picture. You're not looking exactly. at, you know, I do the same thing. I'm not saying like you in specific, I'm just saying like as a blanket statement, mm -hmm. like I'm just saying like, yeah. like it's really easy to just feel like we lost love because we lost one mm -hmm. person. But it's like, dude, there's so many people in, in the in the world that love you already. And there's so many people that you're going to meet that are going to love you as well. So, mm -hmm. and like, it's so easy to find. Like, I feel like right here, this is a connection built on like love. Like this is, this mm -hmm. is a connection. Like this is genuinely like, we're going to be all, like honest and authentic with each other and vulnerable with mm -hmm. each other. Like that, those are qualities of love. In my mm -hmm. opinion, like that's like, love isn't always like a romantic thing. Love is just actually opening your heart to someone and showing them like, Hey man, like I'm a human as well. Or, you know, like that kind of thing. I was going to say as well, like relating back to, you were talking about how like love or like happiness is not a destination. I don't know if you've ever listened to Alan Watts. He was like an old philosopher. I'm going to crack no, open one of his books. Okay, later. sure. Like it's, it's a book I'm planning on reading the next book, but he was a philosopher who kind of spoke mm. a lot in terms of like Taoism and Buddhism, but in the Western world, mm. he was a British guy mm -hmm. who brought it to the Western world. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of his famous stories or, or like quotes that he talks about is how, you know, life, he says life is not a destination, <clears throat> but I relate it back to like happiness, not being a destination. And one of the metaphors he uses is like if the destination was the thing that was to be focused on, mm -hmm. we are kind of negating all art and art is like a form of love. Art is like a form of life. And he mm -hmm. was relating it to like music and dance, those two things specifically. Mm -hmm. And so he said, you know, if the destination was the beautiful part, the most important note in a song would be the last one. And the most beautiful mm -hmm. song would be the shortest one because that would be like the quickest way to get to the end. Mm -hmm. But when we watch like things like a dance, like a dancer on stage, if we watch like two people doing a dance, say like a salsa on stage, mm -hmm. we don't care where they start on the stage, like their specific positioning. And we don't yeah. care about their last position either. Like what we think is beautiful as the audience, as the spectator, is all of the little intricate movements in between. All of the mm -hmm. little things that they do in between. Like the destination mm -hmm. is not the thing to be focused on. Like you said, like it's the journey, it's the middle. It's the, it's the stuff that happens between the beginning mm -hmm. and the end that are the beautiful parts. And so yeah. like, that was kind of one thing I was like, damn, that really made me focus on that because you're right, like happiness isn't a destination. And then like another thing I was thinking about with that as well, I'm trying to remember exactly how to kind of phrase this, but I feel like this is kind of something like a thought or a notion I've been, I've been kind of thinking of and trying to like form, I guess, properly in my head. Yeah. But I feel like with happiness and especially a lot with depression, like people are like, oh, I'm out of depression now. Like, I'm just not going to feel that way again. Or, hey, I have happiness now. And like, this is a permanent thing. Like, I'll just always be happy again. Like, that's yeah. just kind of like, we always think of it as like, it's always one or the other. It's always like A or B kind of thing. Like happiness mm -hmm. or depression. And I feel like as humans, like you were saying, like, this is something that you're always going to own in your heart. Like, 
there you're always going to be susceptible to feeling happiness you're always going to be susceptible to feeling like down depressed whatever word you want to use to associate mm -hmm. it with but i feel like the key level of like what you would consider to be like mentally healthy or whatever words you want to use for that i feel like like you could kind of measure it by like not how many times you feel sad or not how many times you feel depressed or not how many times you feel you know happy it's like mm -hmm. to the degree of which those things impact you it's like it's okay i had a conversation with someone last night and i was like kind of stressed out and frustrated at work and he was like aren't you the guy that always talks about happiness and i was thinking in my head i kind of felt bad i felt guilty i was like damn man maybe i shouldn't have talked about that shit or whatever it was maybe i shouldn't have expressed my frustration in that way and i was like man but like 15 minutes later i was able to recuperate and that's something to be proud of like that's something to be like okay well this is a sign that like you know it's not impacting you as detrimentally as it used to it's it, you know there's certain things you can kind of see like I'm not going to look at myself and be like, Oh, I never feel depressed anymore. Oh, I never feel frustrated or upset or burnt out or any of these negative emotions we talk about, but you mm -hmm. can measure, say like how much those things impact you, like how long they impact you for. And I feel like that's like a pretty powerful notion because like you said, man, like you're never going to be able to erase these emotions from your, from your heart, from your brain, whatever it is, whether it's happiness mm -hmm. or the opposite. Like, I feel like those things are what make us human. And I feel like if you were going to measure depression, like you were kind of talking about earlier, like that would be how you do it. It's not like the level of emotions you feel, but how those emotions impact you and how long they impact you or to what degree they impact you. Like, do you have a, a rough night at work and then that impacts you for like a week, which is fine. Mm -hmm. That's happened to me before as well. Or are you able to recover from it on your drive home? Just listening to a song that really makes you happy or thinking about a time where you were really happy or just kind of thinking about the things you have in your life that you're grateful for. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like, like what you said, I believe you said like happiness is a mind state. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. that's the way you could display it. That's the way you could kind of explain it is like, it is a mind state. It's not an emotion because mm -hmm. when you're in that mind state, like, yeah, obviously things are going to happen that, that really fuck you up, man. Like that's mm -hmm. just life, but it's like yeah. how much they fuck you up and how long they fuck you up for. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, um, just to add on to that, like for me, um, for me, I guess one of the biggest things I was able to obtain this year was having that shift, like having this paradigm shift of understanding my emotions better. Like I won't be honest, like, I wouldn't say I've cured myself from depression, so to speak, uh, but I've understood I'm more educated of myself, um, of why I feel X, Y, Z. Um, so whatever things I'm sharing is just obviously not, it's not always going to work for everyone, but it, it's been working for me. Like, for example, like just like from just what you talk about, like, oh, having like having these things of like having a nice drive home or thinking of something happy. Um, I'm very different being honest with you because I, when I go through like, for, this is something that my, I guess uh, one of my good friends really uh, shared with me that made me really think um, with um, my, my emotions and just being in a bad spot is that 
like going through a breakdown it's just like you really just it's going back to the ownership you just really got the i really have to own it it's just like i'm going through some hard shit right now and i shouldn't feel disappointed guilty or feel bad about myself for feeling like shit because this is what i'm going through but this is not who i am right it that's one thing that's that I huge have to, man what you just yeah. said that's huge sorry to cut you off yeah keep going yeah no worries it's like it's that's such a key factor when people are going through a hard time especially is you not identify not putting yourself in self-identification man i'm depressed or i like i feel like shit like you know it's just like uh sorry not no i i am shit that's why i feel like shit you know like hmm. for work example like oh like we feel bad at work or stressed at work is because hey, maybe you're not doing well at work or um you're not where you want to be but that's not ideally the case you, you i have like for example for work like um having stressors at work it's just like it's things that are going on has no like at work it has not really a huge correlation on how i feel and the reason why i'm saying that is because i've perceived it that my the stressors that i face at work is just giving me a, that has put me in a bad position um doesn't make um it doesn't mean that it applies to everyone because everyone will obviously perceive it in a different way so um it's that is a very big deal cuz really just owning that being responsible towards your emotions is key really like it really you got to be responsible for yourself that oh i'm going through a breakdown i'm having an anxiety attack or i feel I, i'm feeling suicidal it may sound bad but if you're the way i've gone through my experiences is having to push away um and really deny and feel guilty towards um that sense of feeling it's going to be it's going to put me in a more bad, worse spot cuz like i'm i'm just going to be very vulnerable right now um openly like um i went through a moment in february this year um that i attempted suicide unfortunately and i at most i felt guilty that i really was like holy shit like I'm putting myself through this again. Like that realization actually came when I was at the hospital, when I was sent to the hospital. This is like holy shit, I felt guilty. But hours later I realized to myself like what the fuck do I have to feel guilty about? You know, it's it's there's nothing I need to feel guilty. I've just the reason like there's no reason to cuz feeling guilty is like saying I feel guilty because I'm sad. and why do I, like it's not a crime you know emotions is not a crime like sadness and depression is not a crime right like if it was a crime god damn i'd be life sentence right now mark <laughs> um but both of us would man i yeah, know there's we, a lot of other people that would be as well man but what you're saying is true yeah i wish i could fucking hug you right now hearing this like, yeah. oops i'm choked that we're across this computer screen <laughs> it's, it's yeah i i feel that um but yeah it's just you i don't need at least going going back to what i was going through in february it says i why the fuck do i need to feel guilty for feeling bad about like i don't feeling guilty is essentially saying i feel bad about myself 
-hmm. and feeling bad about myself is not fair to me and it's not it's just as much as it's uh fair to everyone else to my family or the universe that's like kind of you know put all these beautiful things in front of you obviously like it's it's tough to see these things when we feel that way but it's like man like there has been like i don't know i can't speak to anybody else's life but i know Mm -hmm. like with myself like it's like dude there's been so many people that have tried to make me smile that i don't even think about there's been so mm-hmm. many people that have helped me along the way, like different managers I've had at different jobs, mm-hmm. different coaches from sports, different teachers in school, different people I've mm-hmm. met that have like put in an honest effort to try and make my life easier and my life better. Like, and it's just like kind of, yeah, man, it is tough, dude. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but man. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, yeah. Just adding on to what you're just saying, like it, it's not easy. Um, it's, it's, it's not easy at all. It's very, it's hard to do, but it's not impossible, right? With anything. So having like external factors of people trying to make you happy, like friends, manage like coworkers, anyone really, family. Um, it's, it, it, it's, it's not, it's brutal. Because, but the way, the thing is though, what I have to be more crucial about is when people, when all people are trying to make me happy is it puts me in a very weird mindset shift where i'm like wait a fucking second why are these people making me happy does that mean i'm sad you know like you know it's like it's a level it's a level that i feel like i'm I'm getting from them it's the impression i'm getting that people are feeling guilty they feel bad for me or that they're identifying me as a very sad weak individual um but there should the way I have to accept it is I accept that what they're doing is out of pure consideration, pure empathy. But it's for people though when it comes to depression, um, it goes back to how I used to be. I'll be honest, like one of the biggest reasons of why I I, I uh, went through depression was a uh, feeling the level of um isolation feeling like obviously because uh, like feeling like no one cared about me no one loved me like you know i felt like i didn't matter right or feeling like a failure etc cetera, etc cetera. but having to feel i'm but having to be that individual that's so that had to be quiet and couldn't scream out into the universe asking for help the way I see it now, it's just, it's that people, like, for example, if I feel like, if I, for me, like, um, I guess this is more something that's a bit more tangible to say, but uh, for me, being a manager um, and having my own team, and I'll be honest, like, managers can have good, bad days, good days, and you can relate to that. Like, we have bad days and good days. People sometimes think managers are very invincible. Like, they're like, they, they can, they have such a high authority and then they can, can do whatever the fuck they want. That's not the case. It's, we're still human beings. And seeing that in my team's perspective where I've gone through stressors or I genuinely felt bad and I couldn't control it, um, it makes me think to myself that, like, yeah, I'm actually going through shit. But it's not, I guess it's in a way where the way I see it for them trying to help me, it's just, 
it's not it's not really who i am because it's like they're doing that because they realize like oh shit jansen's going through something and this is not like him that puts me more of how i can relate they're like okay then they they usually identifies me as a happy go-getter cheerful positive person and for me just going through down then it, it kind of gives me hope i guess you could say it gives me a level of hope now because back then i was just like oh fuck fuck like fuck your help i don't need your help like i'm a man you know i can take this shit um just like you know just uh but now it's just <laughs> i've really because i've really showcased vulnerability that i can accept help and that's important for a lot of people right like getting help is so important to understand that it's it's okay to reject help um sometimes but um you should be open to it is more important so yeah like i i realize it more that i can that this identity that identity is really crucial um identifying that, that i'm not a depressed person and that these people externally that are doing things for me is because they realize this is not who i am and that's a friendly reminder to myself as an individual um but that's what a lot of people sometimes like especially for people that are struggling out there like mental health is 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 a very difficult topic for a lot of people and and but the way i guess like i know like you mark you said um when you shared to me when you met when i re- when you replied that you told me I'm, i'm brave it's courageous um i get it from your point of view don't get me wrong i definitely get it cuz you yeah it's 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 not easy for a lot of people to be open but the way i i saw it when you said i was brave um i didn't i'll be honest i didn't really agree mostly because i owned it i was just like this is i'm telling you right now that i've gone through some hardship i want to do this video i want to talk about it um but i wouldn't consider that i'm brave or courageous i'm just a human being that has gone through some shit but this is not who i am and like i've made through a lot of hard moments um but i wouldn't say i'm brave it's just like i've just become confident that what i've gone through is not who i am and that's really important so Dude, if that was written it, down i'd fucking highlight that point right there what i've yeah. gone through is not who i am i always yeah. i always sorry i cut you off again it's, yeah, it's okay it's okay God, but I always try and remind myself whenever I feel like garbage, whenever I'm feeling like that or I try and tell people this as well is like, dude, you are not depressed, you're experiencing depression. That mm-hmm. doesn't make you who you are, right? Like that's I'm not a guy who's depressed. I'm a guy who's experiencing that currently. Like that's mm-hmm. part of if you were to look at like an entire spectrum of emotions, that's like one section of like where you can feel. Like that's currently where you're at. but that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with like defining who you are it's just mm-hmm. what you're currently experiencing the mm-hmm. same way as like you know you could look at a guy and and say like oh that person's really rich and maybe they have a million dollars in the bank account but then next year they could lose it all because they've invested in it, it all in like a stock that's plummeted because of something that happened like say like covid like is mm-hmm. that guy still rich when he's got negative balance in his bank account no like mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with where you're at at the moment or i mean it has nothing to do with who you are it's just where you're at at the moment 
right? Like you mm-hmm. could say, oh, that guy's rich, but then the next year he's filing for bankruptcy. Is that still a rich man? Is that still a rich person? Like it's just kind of something where they're at right now. And yeah, that's huge, man. In terms yeah. of like, you know, someone who's listening to this, like if, if they're listening or watching this, like what would be like an actionable item? Like what would be something that they could act on? Like for yourself, like I, I've kind of spoken a lot. I've got hundreds of videos on YouTube, over a hundred videos on YouTube. You can go and watch my personal opinions, but I want to hear from you. Like, like coming from where you were in February, where you're talking about you're in this really, really dark area. And it sounds like you've kind of made, you know, some improvements in how you're feeling right now. Like it, it definitely sounds like it in terms of wanting to speak about it, but also just kind of the way you're speaking about it in a past tense kind of gives mm-hmm. me a notion that you're feeling better. But I just wanted to ask you, like, what are some of the behaviors you've started or what are some of the mindsets that you've adopted? Like kind of like where have you seen that mind shift? Is it like something that you're doing on a daily basis? Is it like kind of kind of give me some insight like if someone's yeah. listening to this and they're and they're feeling similarly like what are some ways they can start to like improve how they're feeling yeah um and this is something i've i've shared with people um too of is self-reflection so i guess uh to make it more like uh more better and easier understanding for people out there um I'm just going to, I'm going to share what I went through in February. So when I was, when I was sent to the hospital, I was in the hospital for the entire weekend. Not that I hated it, (laughs) but, um, the next morning, the last morning I was in the, in the hospital that weekend, I went through a very, I guess, crucial moment that I self-reflected. I reflected to myself that like I made it through a shady ass weekend being at the hospital because I tried to end my life, unfortunately, but I'm like, why the fuck am I still here? I guess I didn't achieve what I really wanted. Um, but I wanted something out of emotions. So in terms of what I could share with people out there, um, is really understanding your emotions. And the thing is what I struggled with for years and years and years, going through multiple counselors and therapies is that I had to be in a secluded, quiet room, sharing my emotions and getting them to understand. And people always tell me like, Oh, like, Oh, like, yeah, it happens. Like you, you, you go through a lot of counselors or therapy. You, you just have to find the right one. That's not necessarily the case, right? This, the person that you speak to, this therapist, the psychologist, this, counselor is not that dependent variable that's going to like cure your depression it's it's you and that goes back to how why like i just taking ownership um it's a huge factor and but you can't get take ownership if you don't understand how you're feeling so what i do um if i go through some rough shit even happy shit, if I'm being honest, like if I'm going through like happy moments, um, I self-reflect. It, you just got to really sit, sit yourself down and understand um, why you felt something. And I, the way I do it, people might think like I'm crazy, but it's going, it, 
to self-reflect, I ask myself questions like, why do I feel this way? Um, did I need to feel this way? Or how did um, I responded and reacted this way? But did I, was there another way to react or respond to it? So going through a hard moment, going feeling depressed, that's really key to really self-reflect um, myself is just really asking quests, really basic questions of why am I depressed? Or like, why am I feeling depressed? Why am I experiencing this? Um, did I need to experience this? Uh, did I need to react through this experience? I mean, is really important. And really understanding how you feel kind of broadens your range in the spectrum of your mental health because it really, really makes you realize more where you are uh, um, in your own life. Um, so when I was back in the hospital um, and really reflect, I had a self-reflection moment that um, I didn't need to do what I needed to do. I didn't, like, I don't know why I wanted it, to be honest, at that given moment. And did I need to react to, um, did I need to react a certain way through this experience? And the, the most, typically in terms of that, it's always a no. It's like, yeah, no, I don't need, I didn't need to feel this way. I didn't need to react this way during this experience. Um, so it's understanding that no, that no, you did not need to feel this way. You did not need to um, experience through that moment. Um, it's really important because that just comes from the self-reflection part. And um, self-reflection is really important because we, we act upon impulses, right? When it comes to being depressed, it's just like, oh, when people have this idea of triggering things, like when it comes to anxiety, like people are like triggering factors, like, oh, I'm like, like worried or scared of um, something, right? But really I self-reflecting uh, do I really need to be scared do I really need to be worried like I'm going to share this much like um I had a level of anxiety with um my my self-confidence and my self-esteem um, and my level of insecurity um was huge so but I and that was a really huge buildup of my anxiety so realizing and having reflection like do i really need to be insecure of myself to feel like i need to fit in do i need to react this way and by react in terms of what I, my level of anxiety is do i need to react by shying myself away by hiding myself from um or exposing myself out there you know so self-reflection is very important but it's it's such a complex thing to do in our con subconscious mind it's so complex because it's not something we naturally do right um it's not something like emotions when we go for a lot of people who have high eqs or low eqs they just they re when they um, react out of their emotions um, it's very impulsive um and we never really understand why we act through things especially anger anger is one of them right it's just yeah. like when yeah right like anger is a very it's a very huge emotion 
it's a very powerful emotion because um but really taking really homing into that and really reflecting that why the fuck did i need to be angry or like do you need to always be angry at certain things right um it you just really self-reflection is really really key just yeah. being yeah sorry I, I was no 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 think, go ahead go ahead i was gonna say like i don't think the way that you're talking about self-reflection is crazy or weird at all considering that like the majority of my self-reflection is talking to myself in a video camera and just watching it like that is a lot of the time how i do it right like i i do keep a journal i try my best to keep a journal that's something that i've been doing a lot recently uh, in the last couple of years but like usually when I do have like a thought or an idea, I'm not really like a hundred percent how to like wrap my head around or form like the idea properly. I'll usually end up writing down a couple sentences and, and just like turning on my phone camera and selfie mode. Like that's how this whole thing started for me was just yeah. like with trying to listen to myself speak about it and then watching that after and being like, okay, that's weird that I said this, this, and this, because I don't actually agree with that. Or there'd be a lot of different things. And I feel like as well, like in terms of you said, like when you were in the hospital, you said you, do, you didn't even know what led you to do these things to yourself. And I feel like a lot of the time I can still remember this. Like I remember actually saying this to one of my exes. I remember saying something along the lines of, no, I just, I, I just at this point, like I can't remember a time feeling happy. I just feel so bad right now. And I would do mm. anything for this to stop at this point. And just not seeing mm. the hope of it getting better was leading me down like a similar path where you're talking about, man. And I feel like mm. when you are in those like kind of, I always related to like dark fog or like if you have mm. like dark clouds surrounding your head, like you can't mm. see the future, you can't see the hope or you can't see the light. You can't see a future where, it's possible to be happy and you can't even see the past where you might have been happy before. The only thing you can see and focus on is this cloud that just goes around your head and it's just mm -hmm. dark, dark, evil energy. Like, I don't know how else to explain it, but that's, that's kind of the way I look at it. And at that mm -hmm. point, to speak to what you're saying, like when you can't see a future or you can't see a good past, it puts you into an, an impulsive mood. It puts you into like, you know, if you can't see the gratification of hard work right now or, mm. you know, focus or whatever, like it is that someone may need to feel better. Like if you can't see the reward of continuing going, all you see is the right now. And that's mm. what puts people in that impulsive kind of, you know, mind state or react. Like I know one of the managers that we used to have, um, he used to talk about, you know, being in a reactive state. Like if you're going to be mm. reactive to everything around you, or if you're going to act mm. with the intentions, like he would mm. talk about being in an intentional state or a reactive state. And I think that that's one of the things that puts people in, you know, a quote unquote reactive state is not mm -hmm. being able to, you know, see that there's hope, see that there's a light at the end of it, or mm. just be able to, you know, live with the intentions to get there. You're just kind of mm -hmm. stuck in that day. And it's just like, how do I survive this day at this point? And then that's yeah. where you're in like, kind of like an impulsive state, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, like going back to that, like the whole reactive and intentive, it's just like how I've told, also shared with people, 
But what I tell myself most importantly is don't don't react but respond. Same process, same ideal. Um, just out of reaction, of course, feeling like you are in a position where you, it's it's out of the norm. But yet again, it is in the norm, but out of the norm because you feel like, oh crap, like there's no hope. I don't know how to get it. Or people sometimes like, oh, they don't know how to get out of it. But responding, but having that response without any emotional attachment, by responding into feeling like crap, it's just, by what I mean by that for, uh, for um, is really understanding like the self-reflection. Self-reflection is a, is a part of um, responding is a, the way I, I've um, uh, percepted uh, response in terms of um, being feeling down in all of this um, is acceptance, uh, ownership, of course, and just the self-reflection that I take. Um, so it, that's how I respond to it. Like you shared about a journal. I actually did the journal too. Like, that was I have obviously obviously self reflection is not something we all do. Um, it's not something that's normal, right? That we just and it's hard to do, of. man. It's really yeah, difficult. yeah, yeah. So, like, um, that was something I did after February. Um, was really just every time I felt bad, especially, um, I would write it all down in the moment of, like, if I felt like shit, I'd like if I felt like absolute crap. I would ha ask questions to myself. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like in the journal, I wouldn't be like, oh, I feel like crap because X, Y, Z. It's like, why did I feel like crap? Did I need to feel like crap? All that. Um, yeah, I kept the self-reflection journal. Um, I still do. Um, but at the end of the day, I just, I'd rip it out the page and then throw it away because it's all history and it's all, I guess, irrelevant in my eyes. Um, that's another key thing for a lot of people if they want to do that it, it, it's it's healthy to i think it's healthy to really understand yourself so um but yeah like it's it's very imperative that people really understand the reaction is a, is a source of emotions and really understanding what that is for people and obviously everyone feels certain way differently um, than everyone else, right? Emotions are valid. Right? That people think, people feeling depressed, people feeling like like angry all the time. It's it's valid in their eyes, and for for us as external people, as like that have gone through, um, like personal moments of the, like feeling depressed or feeling anxiety, um, is that. We will never still understand what people go through. We will never really achieve um, achieve uh, what depression really means, because depression is not is not a term that um, has a definition to the way I see it. Um, it is a negative connotation, but people perceive it in a different way. But you got to, and that's really important to be healthy um, and a healthy mindset is just really understanding your feelings, really understand why you do certain things um, is really, un is very key. Um, don't act, like not acting out of impulse or if you do act out of impulse, understand why and really accept it. 
right? A lot of things are inevitable. So um, it's really important to really understand it, right? So. Yeah, man, 100%. Well, I, uh, I know that you've got a couple of things to jump into today as well. I know that you're a busy guy mm-hmm. and I've already taken up like a good hour and a half of your time. Uh, no worries, Mark. I'm going to, I'm going to do a little bit of meal prep and, and go grocery shopping pretty soon. But uh, that being said, there was a couple of things that I wanted to say here. First off, I'm glad that we got to meet, man. I'm really, mm-hmm. really thankful that we got to meet. Um, second thing, whether you and I are going to agree on this or not, I'm going to say it one more time, dude, super brave of you in my eyes to reach out to me the way that you did. It's super brave. And, and I chose courage in my eyes. The fact that we're chatting and having this conversation mm-hmm. that will be publicly seen. Like, I think that that's something that not a lot, not, I'm going to say most people wouldn't be comfortable with. I'm, I'm, yeah. I view that in the lens of courage. I view that in the lens of bravery. I view, I view that in, in the lens of strength. And I think that you've shown today that you're extremely wise beyond your years, man. Like I, I'm blown away by this conversation, man. It's really uplifted me to be honest, even though a lot of the topics were which some people call like kind of like maybe a negative thing to speak about. But in my eyes, Mm -hmm. like this has uplifted me. Mm -hmm. Third of all, I want to say, um, Again, obviously, thank you for sharing what you shared with me today. I'm going to shoot you my number right after this. I'm going to grab my phone and shoot you my number. I'm going to say, like, if you're ever feeling like that again, man, mm-hmm. and I'm not just saying this, like, publicly, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I want you to call me. I want to be able to talk to you. And I expect that, honestly, I do feel like you would do the same for me at this point. Obviously. Like, I, I feel yeah. that connection now at this point. But... Yeah. uh yeah, man, I'm I'm really thankful for this conversation. I'm really thankful that I got to meet you, man. And I know this is not going to be the last conversation that we have in terms Obviously. of games. Uh, I know yeah. we're probably going to connect a lot more in the future. I feel like this has really created a cool bond between us. But yeah, yeah man, I um, yeah. Do you I mind find, if I share? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I I was about to give you the mic anyways. I was about to say, I I don't always do my own outros. I always like kind of like to pass it off. And so I'm going to leave it up to you to kind of do the last little spiel of this thing. You can do a shout out of where people can find you. If you like, you can kind of share anything you like, but the one requirement I have is you have to leave some sort of a positive message for anybody that has sat through this and listened to it. But, uh, yeah, man. Honestly, yeah. thank you so much for this, and I'm gonna shoot you my number right after this, so you have my direct phone phone line, or you might already have that. it. But uh, I don't. <laughs> okay, yeah. Then I'll yeah, shoot, yeah. No worries, Omar. I'll shoot you my um, message, my number, so you can message me. But yeah, dude, the the mic's all yours. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of things I would like to share for the people that are watching this. Um, I guess to really break down and summarize the discussion that me and Marcus shared today um, is that um, what I guess the main topic of us having to talk about the hardships of depression and other hardships of mental health um, I wouldn't say that um, we are cured because it's not a disease it's not it's not an illness I know I share I shared illness just to kind of make it a bit easier for a lot of people because that's how they perceive it. But at the bottom road, it's not an illness. It's not something you need to cure. It's something that I'm going to share that you got to just figure out. 
just that level of acceptance, ownership, responsibility. You just really got to understand that. Um, and the way I've really grasped a lot of things is really accepting it is really huge. Um, but really, like really shifting um, your mindset in terms of like accepting it in a certain level, like accepting a certain level of why you feel this way. Um, so kind of going back as, as uh, you probably may all have heard it before is that it's okay to feel what you feel. It truly is. And there's nothing wrong with what you feel. Like I said, it's, it's not a crime to feel, have emotions. You have every right as a human being to feel what you feel and don't let anyone or don't, especially don't let society try to question or give you doubts because there's no reason to and you also as another message i have to share with people is you got to understand that not uh, you got to understand that it's okay that people don't understand you and that's really important because that should give you an open eyes to understanding that if people are not under, able to understand you that you got to understand yourself and that that's a that's an act of self-love and self-care that's essentially what it is so huge. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's very it's it's just important and i know at this age um being 22 kind of I'll, i wouldn't say outgrown it but i would definitely say i've understood it um for some of you guys, if you guys, because I'll be honest, I have friends as well that have been able to open up and shared with me their own hardships that um, people are more than welcome to um, be open. There's nothing wrong with opening up. Feel free to reach out to Mark. Um, uh, feel free to even uh, open up to me. Um, my social media is again Jansen so j-a-n-s-s-e-n -S -S -E dot f feel free to um very judgment free obviously um but yeah don't 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 be discouraged of who you are because there no one has told you who you were meant to be no one uh no one when you were born but you didn't you weren't um you weren't told that you had to be there you didn't no one told you to be depressed no one told you to be upset or happy or whatever it's we own it and you just gotta accept it so um i i'll be honest this this discussion with mark has really enlightened me more in terms of um sorry um being really understanding of confidence like obviously i've been watching i've watched and been watching mark's videos um what listening to people's ideas obviously it's all different and that's that's obviously the case people are all different um but having to share what i've shared and experienced and my level of knowledge um in terms of myself really um, was really um, enlightening because hopefully for people out there that are watching, um, they 
they can have that level of confidence and having that level of confidence will kind of broaden your range of your ideals and ideologies of who you are and how you feel so this has really been beneficial for me and thanks mark for your time today and oh, thank you uh, yeah and thank you for giving me the opportunity to really share and be open with this topic because obviously at one point it was hard for me to share but now being confident it's it's been it's been great so thanks again i'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this are going to be really thankful that you know you you were like i said brave enough to have this conversation open enough to have this conversation mm -hmm. vulnerable mm -hmm. to open up like this because i know for a fact bro like you and i like experiencing the things that we've experienced though they mm -hmm. are different in terms of you know levels or spectrums or time frames or whatever it is like we all live our own experiences but we're not mm -hmm. alone the way that we feel man like there's mm -hmm. so many other people that i've met and there's so many other people that i've yet to meet or mm -hmm. you've met yet to meet that Correct. feel the exact same way or you know are going to feel the same way in the future and you know i feel in my heart i feel like if they're able to hear these things and think man like i'm not the only one like mm -hmm. maybe there is some hope then mm -hmm. if one person feels like that, then I feel like our job was done. I feel like this time that we've spent together was well worth it. Like this is yeah. the reason I do this. So dude, there's no reason to thank me. I'm thanking you right now, man. Like this was awesome. I'm so glad that we had this conversation. I know it's not going to be the last one like it. Yeah, obviously. All right, man. Well, that's a beautiful way to wrap it up. Um, there's not much else I can say in terms of that. So as far as that goes, I'm going to go ahead and just say, unless there's anything else you want, you want to share, I'm going to say peace out for now. Like this isn't the end, but this is the end yeah. for today. <laughs> yeah. Obviously I look forward to obviously more open discussions. Um, I definitely think me and Mark, Mike, uh, will definitely collaborate more on these things, um, with these podcasts to, because, Obviously, what I shared today, being honest with you, was actually just a fraction of, of experiences. But this is a very, I, I had to share because this is a very important one in my eyes that a lot of people just kind of need to understand that um, people, you guys have a voice, you guys, um, people are there to listen. Um, so for you guys that are listening and watching this, um, you can be the same. You can voice out your own experiences. You can voice out your own um, uh, feelings and certain level of knowledge. So um, hopefully people can realize it that way too. Yeah, yeah not just thanks. that, but I'm sure there's like a million ways to dissect the same things we've spoken about. Like even though there's like hundreds mm -hmm. of other events, like this conversation went by so fast. I'm sure we could sit for hours and hours and just keep dissecting the same thing. Like there's so many lessons to be learned from every single situation Correct. in life, man. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's very true. Anyways, peace out, Mark. <laughs> that's it. Thank you so much, bro. Yes. Peace out. I'm yeah, gonna see you I'm later. Gonna shut it off now. Peace, peace. Right. Thank you so much. Later. Take care, everyone.